Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. You can't sit with me. Hosted by Deanna Espear. Ready when you are. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> like I literally just fell asleep in front of my microphone. You take like a shot of um, like espresso or something. I've had two already and it's not working. Okay. I would like to introduce my guest this week, Megan O'Donnell from the Bravo Happy Hour podcast. Hey. The title of your podcast just basically already made you my best friend and I didn't even <laughs> fucking know you. I mean, Bravo plus drinking on a discount, like those are my two favorite things. A hundred percent, except for this weekend, I did not drink on a discount. Let me tell you, before we get into the episode, let's just talk about why I'm hungover today because you've obviously seen all of the debauchery on my Instagram. I mean, it seemed pretty incredible. I just turned 30. How old are you? Wait, do you say your age on this podcast? On your on yeah. your podcast? How old are you? Uh, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> I just turned 30. I thought it was going to feel a lot better than it did. Actually, I felt great until I realized that 30 is no longer the age where I can cope with a hangover. Well, do you drink water throughout the night? No, I don't drink oh. water ever. See, I'm like a water psycho. Like, I love to go out, but like pretty early on into my like partying days, I was like, okay, if I drink 40 liters of water throughout the night, I wake up feeling amazing. But how after do you being do that a- and not feel sick, like I can't drink water. It just makes me feel <laughs> sick. Well, no, yeah, I like if I know like throughout the day, like my work day, I'm like sitting at my desk, like chugging water, chugging water on a Friday. I'm in the bathroom every eight minutes. Like it's kind of worth it, but it's also like uh, a choice. Like it's a choice you make where it's like I'm in the bathroom. People either think I'm doing drugs or just like have a bladder issue, and I'm like, no, babe, it's this anti hangover. Celebrated my thirtieth birthday. It was disgusting. I was in London for a little bit. I had a family function, celebrated with my family and all my best friends there. Then I went to Brussels for a little bit for a little last minute trip and then came back to LA. As soon as I landed, went shopping for this party. I had a onesie party with all my friends as like a running joke because I live in my PJs. And you know what? (laughs) I thought that people were going to show up in like catsuit onesies, like super sexy because you know those bitches in LA like would never look pajama-esque. (laughs) everyone was wearing fucking pjs my face got caked my face got caked may i just add i love that yeah me too my skin loved it too my hair not so much um my i got a dartboard with my friend's face on it which was like the star of the show uh what else i ate my cake on the floor outside of the room where the event was happening that sounds exactly like how a birthday should be. Like it cake in the face. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. 
crazy. Way too many drinks the first time I had shots because I never do shots because I'm such a lightweight. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. By the way, um, as if you can hear this little sound situation, I feel so disgusting that I'm currently steaming my face as I'm doing this podcast <laughs> because I cannot cope with my lack of hydration. Thanks to all my friends who poured shots down my throat. I always do this thing where I ask my guests to share a cheeky little tip for the week and you told me you had a great one, so go ahead. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Well, I have two great tips. Okay, yeah. first and foremost, the cheapest way to get any eye makeup off is using Vaseline. It is the cheapest thing. And I don't always wear eyeliner, but if I do, taking it with a Q-tip and taking it off with Vaseline gets it so you're not like rubbing your eye because just think about it. The more you pull your eye, the more you touch your face, the wrinkles kind of automatically start to set in. So if you take your makeup off with a Q-tip Vaseline, it is so easy, so gentle. I love gentle. that you're wrinkle aware. We're definitely on the same Oh page. my God. I'm like aggressively like, which is ridiculous. I have like very, very pale Irish girl skin. So like anything, like I'm afraid of freckles. Like my sunscreen game is so aggressive. <laughs> so like wrinkles are like the main thing I like go to bed like fearing. But then also, I have a great tip that I read. I read a porn star said this in Cosmopolitan magazine when I was like 12. And I was like, I'll never forget this. Shave your legs with Johnson's baby oil. It will change your life. It is oh my gosh, what does it do? It's just so like silky and soft and you never will get like razor burn. You won't have any issues. And like, you know, you could do it wherever you shave, you know, use your imagination. And it works there too. So it's just great cheap easy like drugstore tips and honestly like sometimes I find myself like spending so much money on beauty stuff and like I work for like a pretty major magazine company so I get a lot of like fun beauty shit for free and I'm like you know what this like $75 serum like has nothing on like Cetaphil like so I always try to remind people I like even myself sometimes when I get like a little carried away where I'm like okay drugstore stuff works too it's not just like it does also you know I work in like media as well I'm on Instagram I get a ton of free shit there's still something like I don't know what it is because I get sent so much free shit I will still go and buy my own products because I want mm -hmm. to be in control. I don't know <laughs> why that is because I'm sure that if I saw all these products that I'm given at Sephora, I would probably just buy them myself. <laughs> I don't know what it is about me. I'm just such a control freak that I need to go out and buy it for myself to feel like it's working. Well, what's your favorite product lately? Like, oh what my have gosh. you been using? Like a skincare or makeup? Like what, what are just you using? Like anything. I, oh, generally skincare. Makeup, like I really don't wear a lot of makeup. I try to like keep it very clean because I like when my face breathes. I'm the exact same. So if you want to ask about skincare products, um, is it, are we talking skin tools or skincare, like the actual product? Skincare. Skincare. So at the minute, I am loving the Drunk Elephant Moisturizer. I think it's called the Oh my Poly God, I've been Peptide. hearing about that. It's actually really good. And what I love about it is that when you wear it, like you can wear it at night and it's really good as a night cream. But oh. if you wear it in the day, it doesn't interfere with your makeup. So if you want to do a makeup look on top of that, it's not going to make it all like separate and greasy and disgusting. And it really makes your skin glow. So that's one that I really, really like. I wish this was like exclusively a skincare podcast. Like I would love to talk about skincare pretty you know much. What? Until I'm going to have I you do a skincare episode sometime. I soon. would love that. I will like write like my whole list of like things I swear by because oh, it's just Obsessed. so fun. <laughs> 
Let's get into Bravo news because um, I've been a little bit out of the loop because I only watch four Bravo shows. I'm very loyal to these four shows. <laughs> and it turns out that three of those shows have new seasons that have come out. And there's just so much to talk about. I think we should start with the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, okay. Doggy Gate, Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. Literally. Okay. <laughs> You said that you felt very strongly about a situation with Teddy and Lisa. You're kind of over Teddy. Tell me why. So I'm kind of getting the idea that Teddy is coming in, second season housewife. This is where they get their balls. They get their cojones, and they finally think that they can, like, stand up for themselves. Because, you know, first season, everybody's demure, trying you to— You want to play like... nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now she's, you know— one, going against Lisa Vanderpump, who was so nice to her last season. So it's really interesting to see how Teddy's like, you know, little Kyle's little minion this season. So right. she's getting upset with Lisa because she feels that Lisa set her up with Dorit's dog to bring the dog out at Vanderpump Dogs while her and Kyle were there. I do feel like Lisa is very calculating, but I felt like this was pushing it, accusing her of like setting them up. I completely it's a little agree. much. It's a little much. I mean, I get that Lisa can get very creative with her schemes. <laughs> I just felt like this was such a stupid storyline. I mean, it's not because we all love the dogs. But the setting her up thing, what? Like, she has so many businesses. How does she have to? I, I, I felt like this was a bit much. I completely agree. I think Teddy is forgetting that, like, Lisa doesn't give a shit about her. And... Lisa doesn't give a shit about <laughs> anyone. Let's continue. Yeah. Can we, can we keep it real here? Lisa does not give a fuck about you. Do you think she gives a fuck? It's cleaning up after her fucking ponies. Right? <laughs> Who that's she, like, what she cares on about. on a private jet. Like, if that puts anything into perspective. She cares about Jiggy. She cares about <laughs> the ponies. And let her do her little scheming and her little animal saving, which which I love. Let's not, you know, let's not be rude about that. But Yeah, of course. I think Teddy just kind of thinks she's now like a pawn in Lisa Vanderpump's game where it's like, can you not see the little bitchy queens that are working at Vanderpump dogs? Like Ken has printed out text messages of you saying, bring the dog out when I'm there. It doesn't matter what Lisa said to him. It doesn't matter. Lisa was trying to not have the conversation on screen and she wasn't trying, like she clearly is going through a lot in her personal life. Clearly. Yeah. She's not she's not her, her normal self, I will exactly. say. She's she's being very bipolar. And you'd think that like Teddy and Teddy lesser than Kyle. Like you'd think Kyle would kind of realize like, oh, you know, Lisa's probably going through a lot. The last thing she wants to do is like exploit Dorit, even though Dorit is the one who did the bad thing. That's what everybody's forgetting. We'll Dorit talk has- about Dorit in a little bit, but I just want to say I actually really like Teddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, like that. I, I was gonna say this episode is gonna be very interesting because we did. I actually interviewed Teddy one time on the red carpet. Oh, what was she um, like? She's very cool. Like she's much younger than what you think. And I feel like a lot of the times with these reality shows, a lot of things are shown on camera for storyline. But I felt that she was very just simple and just chill and not calculating at all. Yeah, I don't get like the malicious vibe from her, but yeah. her coming in this season saying like, oh, I want to be an actress. That explained it all to me. That I was like, okay. Definitely a little bit over the top. Like mm-hmm. it's still season two. You know, you're not, you're not an OG. People don't have to love you. You're not like family to them. Like 
despite all the drama that Kyle and Nisa have had, they're always going to be fucking friends. Like, Teddy's a newbie. Watch out. Well, I don't know I'm... if I would agree with Lisa and Kyle being friends. I think recently Kyle said some interview that they still haven't talked since uh, Ken was like, goodbye, Kyle. Get the fuck out day. of our house. They'll make up one day. And if they don't, it's because Lisa is just way too scheming and malicious. Mm. See, I think it's a jealousy thing. I think all the women on the cast, including Lisa Rinna, I think they're all implicitly jealous of the fact that Lisa Vanderpump not only has Beverly Hills, where she's kind of the queen bee, she's kind of the queen bee of Bravo itself in terms of housewife. Like She's the quintessential housewife. And then she has Vanderpump Rules, which is obviously a success. She has Vanderpump Dogs, which is like potentially getting a spinoff. You know, she has all these things and she has fame outside of the housewives. These other women, this is paying their bills. Kyle's stores have all closed. Kyle's TV oh my gosh, shows I saw that the other day. Up. Her store so, closed. What the yeah. fuck happened with that? You know exactly. all the news, so you have to tell me what happened. <laughs> I don't know like exactly what happened. I think she was saying she wants to open up another store, not with like Kyle by Aileen too, which even that is like so dark. Like who is like, Aileen too? And like why would you yeah, ever Yeah, but if you walk in Beverly Hills, because I used to work right by Kyle's store, it's such a good space in an amazing location. If you just don't want that name, keep the space, but don't shut yeah. it down. You shut it down because no one's going to your fucking shop. Well, exactly. I mean, but also like clothing stores now, like now in the era of e-commerce, like people aren't just like going to boutiques unless they have like a specialty item. Like, you know, why do I want to go to Kyle's store to buy like a multicolored caftan that like, you the know. The boutique I'm going to is fucking Target. I don't go browsing <laughs> in high-end shops. I don't exactly. browse there. I browse <laughs> online and I put it on my wish list and wait till I am able to buy it for myself. <laughs> exactly. So having these like brick and mortar shops that are really large, carrying a lot of like diversified products where it's like, oh, you don't even have like a niche Kyle. Like I would never be like, oh, like I need to go to Kyle by Aileen too to get something. I'd be like, oh, I have to go to Barney's to get a blazer for this meeting. You know, it's 100%. like 100%. If you want to get specific with your shopping, you're going online. Exactly. If you want to browse, you'll go to somewhere to a place where you know that everything is there or specific thing is there. It's like people get specific with shopping nowadays. So a boutique, not I trying to be rude or anything, but I am. So I'll just go there. <laughs> doesn't have the best fashion sense. So she's, oh my if Dorit <laughs> opened a store, it, even though I think she looks obnoxious with all of her fucking hairstyles, if Dorit opened a boutique, I would know it'd be edgy, sexy, like the bikinis. Like I'd go there. I'd, I'd go to Dorit's boutique. I'd go to Erica's boutique if I wanted to, like, get a costume for my <laughs> onesie party. If I wanted, like, a Versace onesie, I would go to Erica's shop. I'm not going it's Machino runway. <laughs> Literally. Uh, about Dorit, though, that bitch 100% lied and gave that dog to a fucking shelter. Who do you think you're fooling? Dorit and PK are the biggest scammers in the world. Why do you think <laughs> they moved? So funny. Why do you think they moved from the UK? It's because he was bankrupt in the UK and had to get the fuck out. Like, hello. <laughs> like, and now she is like under his spell of like him being a businessman. And he's like, why would I pay the five grand? You're my friend. It's like you signed a fucking contract. Regardless of being friends, obviously Lisa's letting it slide, but you weren't honest. If you two just told her lisa having a rescue dog is a is hard it's hard like i don't never had a dog but you know i could imagine getting a rescue is difficult and See, having I disagree. It your I disagree with that i disagree with that because here's the thing you know what lisa vanderpump is like 
Mm-hmm. Imagine your Lisa's friend knowing how obsessed she is with animals and you failed her by not being able to look after this dog. Would you actually go to her and say that shit? She would turn it around and make you look bad no matter what. Dorit knew that Lisa would have, no matter what, said, you're a horrible person. (laughs) You know, everyone rescues dogs. You have all the help. You have your husband. I rescue animals all the time. Like, it's not something that you can just go out and tell Lisa. I don't know. I feel like Lisa's like compassionate and understanding in the sense that it's like, well, it's oh, animals, okay, not humans. <laughs> yeah, very true. But she has like young children. And so she's like, you know, they've been nipping at the kids and the kids can't act properly with the dog because they're kids, of course. Like they don't know. Like, you know, little kids don't know how to behave with animals because how should they, you know? So I feel like if she had just been like, hey, you know, it's not really working out. I don't think a dog is really right for our family right now. Lisa would have been like, okay, like, that really sucks. I hope it would have went well for you, but I'll take the dog back and we could keep moving. Instead, she was like, let me go to Orange County, drop this I dog disagree. off at a pound. Like- I disagree. I think Lisa Vanderpump is also a reality TV producer and she would have found a way to make a storyline out of it and made Dorit look bad. Well, all these women are like, Lisa Vanderpump set us up. It's like, well, what other fucking drama was happening? None, of you, love- none of you guys are doing anything. Like, all these women didn't say that, by the way. Lisa Renna said that. Yeah. Which, by the way, I know you hate her, but I fucking love her. The way no, she was I'm like, like I'm bitches. <laughs> no, she was like, bitches. Lisa did that. And like, Lisa always has the upper hand. Um, Lisa Vanderpump always has the upper hand. And I feel like Lisa Renna was just like, fuck this. I'm going to take this bitch down. And that made me die. She's so funny. I like love Renna. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Renna head. Like, However, there is a part of me that kind of thinks they're all going against Vanderpump. And, like, I guess I have a special place for Vanderpump in my heart because she's a fucking queen. Like, you know, they're never going to take her place. However, she's definitely not innocent in all of this. And, you know, she might not have explicitly told the boys at Vanderpump dogs that, like, oh, you should bring the dog around or you should tell Dorit or, I mean, you should tell Teddy. However... I think they're putting a lot of this on Lisa and she's like, no, I have these bitchy queens working at Vanderpump Dogs who like to talk shit and gossip because that's just maybe what they do. You know, I I just I don't think Lisa like has time for this like petty bullshit where it's like I'm not trying to conspire against Teddy Mellencamp. Like who's Teddy Mellencamp in this world? Like, I don't know. I I, I, maybe I I think I'm just a Lisa Vanderpump apologist. (laughs) See, I'm not. I She really (laughs) bugs me these days. I don't know why she actually bugs me, because if she was above all this drama, what the fuck are you doing on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Well, I think this is probably going to be her last season. They've been saying that Lisa's going to get a Vanderpump Dog spinoff. And if you guys listen <laughs> to my episode. Um, but that's the thing. Okay. Let, let Lisa Vanderpump be the queen. Otherwise, she'll never be happy and she'll take you down. That's what I think. I mean, I know everyone thinks she's an amazing lady. I, she probably is. You know, she rescues animals. She cleans up after her ponies. She picks up the shit. <laughs> um... I don't, if I had a friend like her, I would be very wary of her. Whereas if I had a friend like Teddy, which, yeah, maybe she comes across a bit annoying this season on camera, I trust her more than Lisa Vanderpump. I agree. I think there's less motives behind Teddy. Teddy's like, let's just go to a barbecue and have fun. Lisa's like, you know, let's talk about, you know, Dorit's fucked up dog situation. But 
I, I also think Dorit is to blame. And I think Dorit is such a that. fucking train wreck. <laughs> like, I mean, she kills me. Like, she always looks so shocked at everything. And you know that her mission is to take Lisa Vanderpump down. You is- know she wants to be the it girl. She's doing everything <laughs> she can. And whenever it just turns back around and bites her in the ass, she's like, oh my God, I didn't mean that. Yes, bitch, you did. <laughs> You meant for everything to happen. Every wig that you've ever worn <laughs> on this show has been very strategically planned. <laughs> Please don't act so stupid. Please. Oh my god, her wigs are tragic. Please. The boobs are tragic. Oh the my accent god, the is tragic. Cut the fucking accent. You're not English. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Wigs are tragic. The way that she says PK is tragic. PK, Jagger. Yeah. The way that she tries to look motherly with her kids is tragic. It's well, like last season, she was like, I'm finally really starting to get along with my children. I'm like, what? Like- I finally connected with the child. I didn't give a I'm fuck like, about it. You gave birth to them. Isn't that like an instant thing? But who the, yeah. what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I think she doesn't even realize that these children came out of her vagina. No, she's very disassociated with her children. <laughs> About Vanderpump, let's talk Vanderpump rules. Oh, these are the best days of our lives. The it's all best season. <laughs> the best show on TV. The I would best agree. show. I would agree okay. wholeheartedly. We have so many topics, and I want to kind oh. of go through them kind of quickly because I don't want to make this episode three hours because I, I know, know that people don't have time <laughs> for the day. I personally don't. <laughs> um, Stasi meeting Bo's mom. Cute. But annoying. What was that dress? You looked like a nun. <laughs> Wait, the mother or her? <laughs> I think she was trying to go for like virgin in white, you know, like pure, like purity. Like yeah. I'm a good girl. I get it. <laughs> don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy I it mean, for anything. We, we, we don't have to buy it because we've seen what Stasi was like throughout all the well, seasons. If you think I'm an Elisa Vanderpump apologist, I'm a Stasi apologist. Like I no, love but that's, her. That's why I brought this up. Stasi <laughs> was my spirit animal. She still is. But then I saw the dress and I was like, at least belt it. It belt changed the dress. whole opinion. <laughs> belt the fucking dress. We need some hip action somewhere. Yeah, no. I don't know. I feel like Stasi's like the fashion girl. Everyone's always like fashion and stuff. Stassi in style. However, I feel like she's like somewhat missing the mark. Like with those pantsuits, it's like, babe, you don't have to wear a strapless pantsuit every event ever. And it she- doesn't look as good in real life, I will say, because I went to the OOTD party. She looked oh. great, but she has prominent a prominent bust. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that these strapless onesies are the best thing to wear oh my god no i have really big boobs and i'm like five two so it's like the bane of my existence but like there are things i cannot wear and strapless anything makes me look matronly like it is so bad like i'm five two and have a fucking surfboard instead of boobs (laughs) this is what i have a bony ass surfboard Can I just say, I'm very depressed about it because I'm 30 and it's all downhill from here. Like the yeah, surfboard right. is going to end up a fucking cobweb. I don't even know what it's going to be. It's gonna be. Would you get fake boobs? See, I was, I always say I wish I, I had the guts to get fucking silicone in my boobs, but realistically I never will. 
unless they have a baby and they end up to my knees. But for now, they're small. They're perky. I don't have fucked up nipples. You you can wear great outfits. Like, that's, like, the one thing. Like, certain outfits I'll put on. I'm like, oh, like, I'm a size four. Like, this should fit me. But then I'm, like, in an XXL top from Reformation. I'm like, what? XXL? That's the thing. People tell me all the time, you can wear a top without a bra. No, bitch. Sometimes if I wear a top without a bra, it looks like I need to be fed with <laughs> with a drip. It's really bad. And I have a big butt. So ugh, I'm not even going to get into this conversation because I've had so many arguments <laughs> with bitches in L.A. Do you ever eat? Yes, bitch. It goes to my butt. Ugh. What a life you live. Oh, darn. Mine goes straight to the gut. <laughs> so I I'd don't rather eat. that. I'd rather <laughs> that than like literally my butt is jello on steroids and my chest is just non-existent <laughs> it sucks and you know what it's all downhill from here so if i thought it looked bad now me in five years gonna be 10 times worse i don't give don't a fuck be crazy don't be crazy lucky for me i'm not on reality tv so i can just face tune the fuck out of myself on instagram anyway about face tuning <laughs> social media rooms ariana and tom the most anti-social media people like right i mean the fact that they one just got a two million dollar home but one of the five bedrooms they're going to put a social media room that's basically just going to be like a photo room with like professional lighting like that was the saddest thing i read on the news all week and like i watched the michael jackson thing i've been following the jesse smollett thing like i'm in news and that was the worst thing i read where i'm like you two think that this is a good thing to put in a bedroom but but Maybe. when I look at their Instagram, like they're not Insta- Instagram friend, like their photos suck. Like they're not content creators. <laughs> no, that's actually like a skill. I think people forget that. Like I like w- for example, Sheena's Instagram. She has like a cute little like airy aesthetic going on. Like Stasi does her OOTD. Like I would be down for a social media room for both of them. <laughs> um, Ariana, no. Tom, maybe for the outfits, maybe because, you know, the outfits are amazing and he's hilarious. But I just thought it was so out of character for them both. I just don't need to see Tom Sandoval dressing up again. Like, I don't need to see him with (laughs) colored contacts. Like, that is something that haunts me in my sleep. Like, I I don't know. I I like them as a couple. I mean, this kind of, like, leads into, like, the conversation that the two of them had when they were talking about their future and having children. And obviously, that's, like, a big... Uh, plot point for them this season I just thought it was quite dismissive of Ariana to sit there with her airpods in while he's like I want to have a life and it's so with fucking you. rude like it was what just is so disrespectful so, like Ariana do you know that you were once a kid yourself right <laughs> like I don't understand she thinks she's so above it where the fuck do you think you're coming from I, I, I have no idea and obviously like I go back and forth between does she not want to have children physically? Like she doesn't want to physically have children or she doesn't want to have children in general. I think she doesn't like babies. So maybe adoption. I I, I don't know. Who am I to judge? I'm being a huge bitch, which is like, I mean, typical. But go on these shows and you have to have like conversations will arise from what's happening on the show. However, I think Ariana, whatever you want, for your future is understandable. However, I think Tom needs to listen to what you're saying. And she also needs to stop dangling a carrot in front of his face, maybe five years, maybe 10 years. You know, if you don't think you're ever going to have children and that is something that he really values and wants for his future, then you should 
be able to honestly have a conversation with him and say, you know what, Tom, I don't think this is going to happen. Or you could say, I don't know how I'm going to feel in a few years. And that's okay, too. I just don't like the fact that she, like, dismisses it. Like, he's trying to have a conversation about it. Yeah, maybe he's being annoying and he's trying to push her a little too much. But he's trying to have a conversation about it. She's just like, whatever. If it doesn't work out, buy me out of the house. Like, no. Tom is trying to work through it and you're not. So it's not for him to buy you out. Like, I just feel like there's no accountability. She needs to take a page out of Teddy's book, let me tell you. You know what I mean? Ariana meets Teddy. Oh, I mean, Teddy. I feel like Ariana is Teddy, but like four years The Moni version, which is crazy because in real life, she's not like that at all. Like Ariana on Vanderpump Rules, Moni, 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 sad, sad, sad. In real life, hilarious and super nice. Well, that's like what I've always heard about her. That she's like, no, she comes alive when she's off screen. It's like, well, why the fuck is she on this show being like a moody little bitch? Like if she's not like willing to be funny, like sketch comedy is her life. But like, I've literally never seen her be funny ever. She's like, really funny in real life. Like I've been obviously out to a couple of their events and she was one of the nicest and one of the most welcoming and just likes partying and is super fun to be around which makes total sense to see her and tom together but on camera they don't make that much sense which is weird yeah no i would agree with that i definitely think like in the beginning seasons like they obviously had like natural chemistry but i think now a little bit they're just trying to like never ever break up so that kristen's never wrong like i feel like they had to fight to be together for so long at this point they're like we're fucking staying together for the length of this show or else we're just going to be a plot line for everybody to talk shit about. About which... Kristen. <laughs> the first time I met Kristen, I was at a pub with a bunch of people. She paid for everyone. Wow. There was five of us. Carter didn't pay. Uh, well, I mean, homeboy isn't a photo assistant. What are you, 35? You're not a, your own fucking photographer? He's like, lovely what? to me. He's lo- he's lovely every time I see him. It's a topic of conversation. People are top- talking about it. Also, may I just add, um, I was at a party, a house party once with my dog was there. <laughs> Carter fed my dog wine. Just saying. Uh, mm, I feel like that like might be illegal in some states. Like what? Like... Like literally took his cup. It was in a plastic cup and was like, come on, puppy. Come on, puppy. And she was just like happily licking away. And he was just laughing. That's fucking weird. I don't like that. He was drunk. I don't think he realized what he was oh. doing. And then when he did realize, he just left. <laughs> Embarrassed. He's like, that's my, that's my uh, calling to go. Check, please. Tail between his legs. <laughs> Meanwhile, the actual creature with a tail almost died because of him thank you very much (laughs) she really should dump him if lisa vanderpump heard that story she'd force kristen to dump him well she doesn't really give a fuck about kristen does she no i mean kristen was a piece of shit to her and was a bad employee like kristen's always like i'm a part of this surf family until i die it's like kristen shut up that said again another one of the vanderpump rules people who comes across like a huge arsehole on camera really nice in real life well that's like again another thing i've heard that like she's like quite maternal and actually like a really great friend but i actually really lovely i've seen her a couple of mornings walking her dogs she's so sweet like said hi to my dog i've seen her at a couple events so sweet says hello talks introduces herself super sweet and soft and outgoing which is not the case on camera again 
What is up with them? I mean, who? I mean, there's also booze that is playing a massive part in when they're all on screen. Like, but if I was drunk when I met her, do you know oh. who's actually super unfriendly in real life? Lala. A <laughs> shocker. She thinks she's a fucking actress. It's like you fucked your way to a great part, like of like a straight to like DVD movie. Like I don't know. I, this post last episode, like I've always kind of been into Lala. I've always liked her. However. I don't know her being like, yeah, we fucked on the first night. Then he bought me a Range Rover the next day. I'm like, do you not see the type of manipulative, controlling behavior of this man to you? And also, (laughs) I don't want to be like, because it's so it's so much easier said than done. But honestly, if I met someone once and he bought me a Range Rover, I'd say no, thank you. I'd be like, you're fucking weird. Like, don't buy me a ninety thousand dollar car. You literally don't know me. Like, I like. Because that automatically creates some sort of control dynamic. and Yeah, you're you know, claiming her as yes. your property. And she obviously has lost her father, which is, like, absolutely terrible. But yeah. that creates a daddy issue. And she's a young woman and probably looking for a little bit of guidance and stability from a, an adult man, which isn't a problem. That's normal. That happens to a lot of people. However... You know, her being so flippant about the fact that, like, they fucked the first night and then he's buying her, like, cars and her, even, like, the Gucci slides thing. She's like, he took my Gucci shoes. It's like, that no. was my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> what? Like, Going you, on and on about the Gucci slides. I'm we like, get it. $750? Like, you're literally on a TV show. Like, if you can't buy a pair of Gucci slides yourself, then, like, you need a better business manager and, like, to get on a budget. Like, what are you 100%. doing? Also, <laughs> we get it, bitch. You yeah. wear Gucci. Clap, clap, clap. Congratulations. Right. Like, Anyone can wear Gucci if you just save. Like, it's no, very like, simple. We get it, bitch. You wore Gucci. Get over yourself. God. She is looking really fucking hot these days, though. You think? Oh, she looks, I mean, maybe her, her body, brown hair. Like, I just her brown think, hair like, is epic. Oh, I like completely disagree. I think her face is getting all Botoxed up. I think she has like no life in her face. Like, she used to be like, this like small little mousy girl with her tiny little nose and like her blonde hair. And that's when I thought she was gorgeous. And now I just feel like she's just like, I think the hair makes her look a little older. Not saying. Maybe LA is getting to me where I just like, I mean, I don't generally love the Botox filler look in general, but I think she looks great. But maybe my standards have changed because I'm becoming a serious LA bitch. (laughs) I can't have a coffee without oat milk. Oh, no, I fuck with oat milk, too. It's delish, even though there's gluten in it. So then you think you're I'm fucking bloated the rest of the day. And I'm like, oh, why do I it's feel not like even shit about gluten? I just like the taste of it. I think real whole milk is disgusting oh, and it makes me want to throw up. Same. Oh, when I and drink it, it then I shit my like, brains out, too, by the way. <laughs> um, what else did we want to talk about? Sheena. Oh, poor Sheena. Like, uh, I don't know. There's like nothing to say. There's never anything to say about her. She doesn't do anything. I love Sheena because I find her like really harmless. And like, I think I do genuinely believe she's a good person and has like the biggest heart out of all the cast members. I think she does. I honestly think she does. Her whole scene where like, she's like, haha, Adam, want to jump in the shower with me? And he's like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But at the same time, like, if you look at it, she's just someone who's looking for a nice person to be with. Like, can you blame her? not at all she's like, doing I, it in the annoying way she's uh, doing it the clingy way but then who fucking cares like i'm so sick i've been in la for two years now and let me tell you something you either become like sheena 
or you become a sad, cold bitch like myself who can't even be approached by anyone because that's how bitter I am about the whole situation. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm moving to LA in September and I really hope I, I mean, like I'm a bitter New Yorker. So a bitter New Yorker coming into LA, I feel like I'm going to be just as bitter, but there's just going to be more sunlight. You're going to fuck shit up. Let me tell you. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Like beware guys. Like honestly, I'm already (laughs) afraid for them at this point. I think we should end this episode on the best premiere of all. Summer House. Oh, I'm so glad it's back. There's nothing like white people spending an aggressive amount of money in the Hamptons. There's nothing like Kyle Cook on your TV screen being upset (laughs) over the fact that someone told him he wasn't fun. Will you say I'm not fun? (laughs) Shut up. Summer is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Amanda, not fun. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so good. My dream in life is to go out and have Kyle around me and be well, my party buddy. I saw him one night. It was probably, it was like in, I'm trying to like get a time frame. I was getting ice cream with this guy and we were like leaving the ice cream parlor and shows like what I'm doing on my Friday night. And he is like walking down the street and he's like 15 feet in front of Amanda. And she's like walking behind him in really, really high heels with her arms crossed, like looking all pouty and mad. I'm like, I'm so happy you two are engaged. Like this is really healthy. (laughs) Do you think that he actually cheated on her? I don't know if he cheated on her. You know, I, in my heart of hearts, I think he's a good man. I think he has maybe a little bit of a little bit of an alcohol problem. Like, you know, you are 36 <laughs> years old. You're like laughing. You're like a little. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be kind. He's I don't know why I'm being kind to him. I've just like ripped Lala a new one. I'm like, you're a prostitute. But I'm like, he might have a little bit of drinking problems. <laughs> but so- I love that about him. I just think he is the funnest person to party with. But, you know, I had him on the show. And he spoke about his engagement and Amanda. And I don't know, like, I feel like with the Summer House people, they're not as media trained as the Vanderpump Rules people because, you know, there's only been like two seasons so far going on to the third one. And I just got such genuine vibes from him. And, you know, I'm a journalist. I can call bullshit when I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I truly felt that he's just a very, very lovely guy who just does not know what the fuck is going on when he's drinking. Um. I do think that, you know, the rumors of him cheating, it's so easy to put out a rumor like this. He used to be a player. There was, Mm -hmm. you know, there were a couple of times where him and Amanda's relationship was kind of rocky. Um, You know, maybe he did cheat when they weren't exclusive. It's so easy to just come out and say Kyle cheated, but not give a time frame or any sort of time when this might have happened. I mean, it's it's just such an easy thing to throw into the wind and hope it catches. Like, I think they're looking for something where it's like, you know what? Let's just have them all get drunk one night in the house and that'll start enough drama. Kyle's you know going to fuck one of the new hot girls and Danielle's going to get jealous. It's going to be a great, like, it's going to be a great season. But I, I think it's, it's low-hanging fruit to be like, Kyle's a cheater. It's like, get over it. Like, is Lindsay jealous? Like, does Lindsay want to be with him? Or so Lindsay just was like, I feel like on the team with like the Workus sisters and Steven. And so now she's like on the outs because she doesn't have like her main people. She so she's like made that rumor because it's the only thing that might be faker than her boobs. Oh my God. Her boobs are tragic. Like, and yeah, that tragic. girl. <laughs> 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 but like, 
like the girl like, why? She's, like why are they tragic like i need to understand They're, why you say why you say you, that do you ever like um you don't watch Real Housewives in New Jersey, but there was this one woman who called Danielle Staub like her square, her fake square tits or her square tit, square tit bitch or something. And that's like <laughs> kind of how I feel about Lindsay where I'm like, babe, you got some money. Like put a solid 12 grand into some nice, like a nice rack and like you'll be happy and like you'll look like Dorit maybe. I don't but know. But it's not I- just the boobs. Like she's really amped up her look. Well, she's got like the fillers in her face and her eyebrow lift, yeah. like hair. I like her. I, I do think she's funny. and like I, I think like, she's great. I think I she's like hilarious. My favorite will always be Christina Gibson. And I feel oh like God. she was. <laughs> I don't feel like they were very fair. They didn't judge her fair. They weren't fair. She's fucking amazing. Can't Report- believe she's not back. <laughs> she needs to be back. She needs to be reporting live on somehow. <laughs> like she needs to be at the in the middle of all this like cheating potential cheating drama and get to the bottom and put her reporter's skills to good use and get to the fucking bottom. That's what I want to see on Summer House. Where the fuck are you, Christina Gibson? <laughs> do you think that they're actually going to address it? Like, what do you, what would happen if Kyle... I mean, Kyle couldn't have cheated or they wouldn't be getting engaged. However, women together. don't really- They live together, but Kyle obviously gets fucked up when he's out, you know, Maybe he spoke to a girl. Maybe he was like, hey, maybe some girl went up to him. He was like, hey, don't think he's cheated. I I actually do not think. You've seen him. You've seen him be a lovely person to his mom. This is what I've noticed in life. And correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe that's just me. The guys that I've seen cheat on their girlfriends are usually guys who are not respectful towards their mothers. Of course, because they probably saw their dad treat their moms like shit. So they just automatically believe that they can treat women yeah. like shit, you know? And Yeah, and I have a situation like that where one of my ex-boyfriends was a, a cheater. And he treated his mom not so nicely. And, like, I, you see a pattern. And I didn't observe that pattern from Kyle. Because you see him being a, a mummy's boy. And usually... I don't think mummy's boy are cheaters. They can be fuck boys because they know how to speak to a girl. They know how to treat a woman. And it's very easy for them to be flirtatious and lead you on, but not cheater. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he he's a shady motherfucker and maybe a little bit of a drunkard, but I don't think he's a cheater. I don't I don't get that. Carl, on the other hand, is a cheater. <laughs> Conclusion, watch Bravo. You'll have so much to talk about. Oh my God. It's just the best fucking station like obviously i'm biased because it's like what i want to talk about like for a living but it's just oh the best. it's just fucking amazing <laughs> can you please tell everyone where they can find you on social media on your podcast just plug away <laughs> so i have a podcast obviously called bravo happy hour it comes out mondays and thursday it's like basically the e-news for bravo it's really great and i've been actually hosting real housewives of new york viewing parties at a bar on 13th street and second avenue in manhattan it's called professor tom's so if you just go to the bravo happy hour instagram account you can see like all that information and a link in the bio and that's pretty much it thank you so much for having me on this was so much fun i feel like we could talk for like six and a half more hours a hundred percent we have <laughs> you have have to come back for a skincare episode thank you so much for coming onto the show you were great i can't wait to bitch more about this stuff in private yay me too (laughs) how to show up with coca-cola energy you're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends don't do it every time you cancel on a friend 
a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.